Hello there, this is Building Your Sales Machine podcast by Outbound. I am Zdravko, also known as Zizi, and together with Theo, we are going to share our experience selling for more than 130 tech companies in the past three and a half years. In this podcast, you will learn how to perceive sales as a founder, B2B sales strategies and tactics, the sales stack you need for your organization, and specific tips and tricks about generating more business. Hello, founders and sales enthusiasts. My name is Theo. How did we manage to work with more than 130 companies? Three and a half years ago, we started Outbound, sales as a service agency helping ID founders attract more B2B clients and access new markets around the globe. Conducting interviews with more than 600 founders and selling for more than 25 industries, we amassed a solid know-how in B2B sales for IT companies. We are ready to share that with you. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Besides the podcast itself, you can read more about us on outtobound.com or check our LinkedIn page. All right, let's do this. Hello, founders and sales enthusiasts. Today, we're going to talk about how to hold effective sales meetings and how to get the maximum out of a booked conference call or face-to-face talk with a potential client. We're going to divide the episode into three sections. First, we're going to talk about the sales theory or how does the sales process look like from the start where we first do prospecting until the end where we close a deal with the lead. Then we will talk about how to structure your meetings and some tips and tricks to get the best during a talk with a potential client or partner. And we will finish with some tips and tricks again on how to follow up after the meeting. Okay, so what's the sales theory? If you want to reach the point of closing a deal, we need to go through the whole sales process, which has the following six steps. First, prospecting. The first phase of the sales process, you need to do your market research. The goal is to get insights about the industry, the problems companies usually face, the most common solutions for these problems, and where you stand compared to them. While doing the market research, you need to define your ideal client profile. What type of companies, what problems do they face, where are they located, what is their size, who are the people who feel the pain, and are they the decision makers or not? If not, who is the actual decision maker? Based on this, you can build your list with prospects and their contact details and create your sales cadence describing the channels you're going to use to reach these people and what exactly will be your message to this prospect. Initiating contact is the second phase. There, you use the the sales cadence to contact all the people from the list of prospects you have built. Usually, you do this via direct emails, phone calls, LinkedIn messages, emails, or going to conferences where the people from this list will be present. Once you contact the people from the list, you will probably get either that someone is not interested, you won't get a response at all, or someone will be up for a meeting or a conference call. And there you go, you have your first sales meeting. During the first meeting, you start with performing a client need analysis, which is about acquiring as many insights as possible so you can understand the actual need of the potential client. Then you continue with presenting your solution where you share about how you can help solve the problems and cover the needs you have identified in the previous phase. After that, you manage the objections where you cover the points that the lead is uncertain about in your service or product. And after that, all you need is to negotiate the terms and close the deal. This client need analysis, presentation of your solution, objection handling, and negotiation and closing can happen in one or many meetings. So now we are going to talk about how to hold effective sales meetings and minimize the time to go through the process. I will share some tips and tricks I found useful during my experience as a sales professional. So let's imagine we have booked the meeting or conference call and it just has started. First thing I always do is to set the agenda. I usually say something like this. Hi Martin, thanks for the time. My goal for today is to understand more about your company and what are your goals, 
share about what we do and discuss possible collaboration points. Here, I want to set the expectation that he will be the first one to start. Usually, the need analysis begins here. You may have received additional information by email or through friends you know and are part of the company, but you now need to dig deeper and find out as much as possible about the company you have meeting with and the people representing it. Usually my goal is to get information about four points. What is the current state of the company? What is the vision for success or the ideals they want to achieve? What is their plan to get from the current state to this ideal state? And what is stopping them from reaching their plan and achieve this ideal state? So how will you get this information? Ask open questions where people will share more details and not only answer with yes, no, or 43, for example. If something is unclear, ask them to elaborate further so you can find out even more about the state or the company or the person you're talking to. And third thing, which is most important, listen, 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 and always take notes. After a few days, you will have forgotten most things you haven't written down. Once you get all your questions answered, move forward to sharing about you and how through your solution you can solve some of their problems. When presenting your solution, take into account the following. First, you need to make it relevant to their problem and their case. Don't just share all the information about how awesome you are, how great is your company, and how magnificent your solution is. Probably nobody cares. Instead, focus on how exactly it will help them with their current pains. And a tip on how to make them understand you easier Use their words and give examples with their company and their industry. After that, you need to focus on presenting solution and not features. Focus on what you will deliver as a solution and not the details around how you will deliver it. Yes, you can get into details later about how your service or product looks like, but at first, get them to understand the solution of their problem and what will working with you lead to. Third thing is about using stories. Share examples and tell the stories with other companies you have worked with. It will be best if their famous names or the person you are meeting with knows the theme or the story you are sharing. Of course, don't disclose any sensitive information unless you have explicit permission to do so. Something else to take into account is you need to talk short and simple. Focus on simple language without abbreviations, talk with short sentences and give them enough time to consider what you are saying. You need to let them interrupt you. I usually set the expectation before starting my pitch that if something is unclear, they can always interrupt me. You want to make this meeting as a conversation and not just two presentations between two people. My most interesting and successful meetings are such, where we both speak and ask questions and dig deeper in both our company's problems and solutions. Final thing is to let them ask you for the price. A trick I use to always determine if somebody has real interest is to never share proactively about our price and business model structure. Once I finish with representing our solution, and answer all the questions the lead may have, I usually ask, do you have some additional questions I can answer? If the lead doesn't ask me about pricing structure or business model, I qualify that they are not interested in our solution. Yet, if they do, I happily share about it. Usually when presenting your solution or after you have finished, leads share some objections they have. And this is great. As salespeople, we need to view objections not as a problem, but as a a confirmation that the lead consider working with us. We need to simply handle their objections. Here are some tips and tricks on how I manage objections myself. First, when I hear such, I ask more questions to understand the nature of what exactly worries them. If they tell me that they're worried that there is a high chance this won't work in their case, 
I may present case studies with companies from their industry or, or give referrals to past clients they can talk. When handling an objection, I always sound confident to show them that's a normal aspect to worry about. Usually, I put myself in their shoes and say something like, if I were you, I would probably worry about the same thing. Here is how we have addressed this. And after that, I share how we have handled this in our company. Remember to write down the objections too, to refer to your notes later when you start working together. Sometimes you wouldn't be able to handle some objections in a meeting, and that is perfectly fine. Get back in the office, consult with your team members, and get back to the lead on a phone call, email, or another meet. In my experience, there's one specific objection that needs to be addressed differently, and this is the price. Theo, how should we handle the price objection? Important thing here to note is that objection is not a rejection. It's a request for more information. Pricing is the single best objection our potential clients use to tell us one thing. I don't trust you. Yes, when pricing comes and turns into a showstopper, usually you, the founder or the salesperson, haven't done your job in the best possible way. You failed to build trust along the way and the potential customer you're speaking to now is looking for shortcuts to quit this meeting. Why people use pricing is the easiest objection to think of and quite often not many people know how to handle it properly. How to handle the pricing objection? If they insist on it, ask them the following. Martin, putting the pricing aside, do you think my product solves your business pains? Sometimes, based on the different culture you're selling to or the different market, you might actually consider lowering the pricing you're offering. Your most important job here is to mention that the lower pricing would be implemented because A. They're a first-time client and you want to make them an offer with reduced cost for a limited period of time so that you can showcase your expertise. B. Lower pricing would mean less features work to be done delivered by you. And C, reduced pricing is accepted by you if only your margins are working fine in the end. Bottom line, pricing objections are related to the lack of trust in your company or product. So you have to work your way to building clients' confidence in you. Zizi, we have handled the objections. What comes next? After that, we move forward to negotiation and closing. For negotiation, it is important to have in mind that it is not only about agreeing on the price and details about the solution you're offering. A lot of negotiations happen after you have sent a draft contract which describes in details about the solution and what if clauses. Something to have in mind is to know your boundaries about your price and possible discounts, what you can offer in terms of additional value if asked for, and how important is this client for you? If you're interested in mastering the negotiation part of the sales process, I would recommend the book Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. It's a great read. And the last th important thing is to ask the closing question. Question where you get confirmation from your client that they are ready to start and what the starting date is. It can be something like, if we have cleared all the details, should we start from next week? The goal of such question is to get yes, a defined confirmation about their interest to start work and a date when you're starting. As the sales process from the first meeting until having a deal may be different for different companies, it can vary from a few days for a small and simple deal to 18 plus months for complex and high ticket deals, there are a few tips and tricks to also have in mind. First, at the end of every meeting, always define what are next steps and what is expected from each of the sites as to do's. And second thing is to always follow up after a meeting with your meeting notes and confirmation for next steps. Theo, can you share more tips and tricks on how to effectively follow up after a meeting? Sure, Z. There are people all over the world who are listening to us. Please remember, follow up is a king. 
And that's the best piece of advice you can get from us in sales. So everything that you do, all the meetings that you attend, all the conferences, if you're holding demos, if you're doing anything online, always follow up. You can do that on a weekly basis. You can do that on bi-weekly basis based on the prospect or the types of companies you've been meeting, but you have to always follow up. Sometimes people would get busy. Your potential clients will go to any other place or visit a conference. It doesn't really matter. The fact is that you have to be persistent in your efforts because persistency is what differentiates winners from losers. That's it for today's episode. If you find yourself in a similar situations like those we described, if you're a founder who's experiencing difficulty selling, or if you have reached to a point where referrals are no longer working for you, do let us know. Drop us a line at podcast at outtobound.com and we might be able to help. We would love also to hear your feedback and questions related to the topic, so feel free to drop us an email or connect with us on LinkedIn. If you like what you have heard today, you can also listen to other episodes by subscribing to our podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. This podcast was produced by Procasters.co. Thanks for listening and until next time with another episode. Thank you.